Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Jeremy McDowell. He's the owner of Midwest Sports Productions, which is a platform for youth fast pitch and baseball events throughout the Midwest. Jeremy's been active in fast pitch for nearly 20 years. It's a passion of his, and he currently serves as the executive vice president of USSSA Fast Pitch. His passion is to impact youth through sports, and he surrounds himself with like-hearted people who want to make a difference. His company was recently named one of Thinking Bigger Business Media's 25 Under 25 winners for the class of 2018. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Yeah, Kelly, good morning. So so let's talk about that co-founding. What made you decide that you wanted to found a company? Yeah, Kelly, good morning, and thanks for having me. Good morning. Um, Yes. You know, it was, uh, as you said, I I started as a a volunteer in 2001 at the age of uh, 23 up at at a small facility here in Kansas City called the Baser Field of Dreams, where I, my hometown was, I grew up in Baser, and kind of went back to serve for a year, and and at that point, um, uh, served as the fast pitch and baseball director up there, running their leagues, and also ran our first uh, first tournaments up there, and um, you know, had six to eight teams in our first tournaments and, you know, was nervous, couldn't sleep the night before. And, you know, you begin to build relationships with other event organizers as um, uh, the path taken us. I kind of got hired on. I got hired on full-time in 2002 to serve as their um, uh, recreational department for the city of Baser through the Baser Athletic Association and, and then also run events. And that's how my, my pay was subsidized. And at that point, um, I'd really been a big believer in you know, began to believe that, you know, collaboration over competition and so we had built relationships with other uh, facilities here in in the Kansas City area uh, Mid-America West and Johnson County Girls Softball Association and um, uh, over at Adair Park which is through Jackson County Parks and Rec and those individuals that ran those facilities and you know quite honestly um, I went to them in 2006 and said you know I'm I'm happy where I'm at, but I'm also at the point where every single weekend you know, we're pretty much full. And and in Baser, is, is, there's a lot of uh, tax dollars that was being spent on other beautiful facilities here in Kansas City that, quite honestly, it was a volunteer, not-for-profit association that just didn't have the, the upside to be able to put that kind of money back into the facility. So I saw, honestly, sustainability as a 
uh, something that was, that was a little nerve-wracking. Um, hey, how are we going to be able to compete with uh, Blue Valley Recreational, you know, and, and all Johnson mm-hmm. County and Jackson County and all these municipalities? And so I approached these two individuals and said, you know, what would it look like in, in the softball world? And we, we ran a little baseball and basketball at the time. Um, that we actually come together and instead of competing with each other week in and week out, we become a one-stop shop for all these teams and serve all their uh, their needs here in this community. And so those two individuals was Tom Turley and Doug Morrison, and um, those talks became a reality in August of 2007 as we formed Midwest Sports Productions, thinking that uh, we were going to go on a great ride, but not knowing that um, it would become the platform um, that in, in the sports would take to take off to the next level like they did during the recession because when the recession hit it's kind of when the sports boom hit for families and so mm-hmm. it was a great timing it was great timing and uh just kind of the belief system of collaboration over competition yeah you know and it's interesting because so many times when i talk with people like you who by ha- happenstance or whatever it might be, they started their business right about the time that the recession hit. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, if I had only known, I would have, I would have stayed with my job for a few more years or whatever, because I almost went out of business. But with you, it was just the opposite because there was a lot of return to uh, doing things together as a family and and really getting back to the core values and uh, just just spending that time together. And so, so perfect opportunity for you. Talk to us about how it's grown. I'm, I said that, you know, you're affecting the youth of Kansas City. Really, you are much more regional than Kansas City. How far out does your reach extend? Yeah, you know, it's funny. We got a, we got a tournament actually next weekend in uh, Vieira, Florida, which is home wow. of the new Space Coast Stadium, um, which is a 15-field, $50 million facility down there that we're actually hosting an event. So our reach the last two to three years has definitely went, um, you know, more domestic across the country, but um, our focus is still the mid, is still here in Kansas and Missouri. Um, we serve as the Kansas Missouri State Directors for UCSA Fast Pitch. Our office does. We collaborate with the UCSA uh, Baseball State Offices, which is also housed here in Kansas City. Um, and 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 quite honestly, my heart and my pulse is for this city um, and the youth of this city. I was born, raised here my whole life, and and. Um, the impact um, that we can have on this city and, and these generations of, of families for, for years to come if we if we utilize our platform in the right way. Exactly. You have a program. You, you're, you're very much, I said it in the introduction, you just said it yourself um, in your last comment, but you really do have an affinity for youth and touching them and impacting them. You have a program called the MSP Love Program. What is that? You know, and and being very transparent with you, and I I don't hide behind this um, because I think uh, our past, you know, creates who we are today. And and quite honestly, as we talked about the recession and and going into a business and and a business that grew very quickly because of the recession and and quite honestly, we're a survival mode for the first three to four years of our our organization. Um, Our our focus was business. Um, Yes, we did a lot of cool things, but you became in this survival mode. So, so much of what we did was what we did and not why we did it. And that was just opposite as when I got started as a volunteer, if I'm being totally transparent, it was all about the why. And so I got away from the root system and quite honestly, what, what there's two, there's two events that really drove this home in 2010. Um, my son, um, active athlete, um, at the age of 16 attempted uh, suicide. And it was at that time Quite honestly, that's that two by four moment that you have in life. That's like, you know, a lot of great things are happening here in the business world, if you will. Um, But then personally, not that we didn't have great relationships, but um, was I, you know, I was working at, you know, at nine o'clock at night when I got the call. And so 
I, I immediately identified then that I, as this industry was very difficult, you work Friday, Saturday, Sundays, you're running all these events, you know, Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock, you're trying to prepare them. Um, you know, many of many weeks it was 100, 110 hours a week because that's, that's it was survival mode. That's all you knew um, to get through. And, and as mm. we're putting on events for families to come together on the weekends, I'm actually being driven away from that um, for my own family and to go there and, and, and put these events on and these experiences. So really was, it kind of reset us and reset me at that point that if Midwest Sports Productions was going to be successful, it was going to be successful in an um, organization that provided core values and family values starting with our home office. And we were going to meet, maybe nine to five is not always possible, but we were going to have a life outside of work. And our families was, you know, faith and family was going to be first and foremost. Um, and, and so it became a, it, it, we kind of became wrestling with that. In 2012, the other big event, um, at the age of 34, we tragically lost one of our key staff members. Um, and um, what he what he, I, he really was the face, the heart, his energy, his passion. Um, Josh brought a lot to our team. He ended every phone call with MSP Love. And um, he'd answer the phone call, not hello, MSP Love, this is Josh, how can I help you? Um, and that kind of became a tagline. And when he passed away in August of 2012, we kind of really adopted um, MSP Love as our community um, brand, if you will, our charity events. We partner with a lot of um, um, organization, not-for-profits from JDRF to people, uh, kids fighting, you know, mental illnesses and suicide prevention. Uh, Alex Lemonade stand with um, Alex Gordon in, in his, uh, um, uh, you know, his, his organization that, that he, he gives back to. So that really became a heartbeat. And then more importantly, um, we really became, we want to be able to walk beside the coaches, the parents, the officials. We're really one community. And so how do we begin to do that to where at the end of the day, your journey with your kids is really short. And we get an opportunity to bring everybody together. And so we try to give just some reminders of for the parents, the car ride home. You know, your kid may go in 0 for 4 or 4 strikeouts, but at the end of the day, start telling them how much you love watching them play. And if that can become our pulse and our, you know, we can do that, then we just see more kids in the game. If more kids are in the game, that's kids not turning to drugs, not turning to the streets. Um, and it's just a great opportunity to, to bring everybody together. Exactly. So, so you do all of those very hands-on things, but you have also uh, initiated a couple of scholarships, correct? Yeah, we, we give away um, about $20,000 in scholarships between Midwest Sports Productions and a, and a couple other events that we run um, through some scholarship um, opportunities. We, we run a golf tournament and stuff like that. Um, to That's a place where we can honor these um, uh, these recipients. And, um, and our ultimate goal um, is that if our heartbeat and our staff knows it here is to uh, find a way at all times to in the next two to three years to give away 10% um, of our of all money we bring in, and just because that we want that we want our staff to be a part of that we want we want to be able to give back to the community we're blessed with the, something we love to do every single day we get to pour into kids we get to put on events for kids we get to bring families together and we just going to be a fixture here in this community and and our and our ultimate goal is a company that's been around ten years but in the next three to five years is find a way to uh, to give away ten percent of of everything that we bring in back to the community yeah and you're doing so many ways. Like I said, the, the small touches 
from just the everyday interactions with the youth and encouraging their parents and, and the family, helping to develop the family relationships to the scholarships uh, to, like you said, you want to uh, evolve to the point where you can give away the 10%. But then you also have something called Emma's Art Cart. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, Emma was um, – we ran a, a big event here in, in Kansas City, actually, that was probably one of the bigger economic impacts for the city. It was estimated between 10 and $12 million it brought to the city. It was called the World Fast Pitch Championships, and it will be back here in 2018 in July of this year. And in 17, we had um, this event come to Kansas City, um, and it's it was teams from, you know, 26 different states, um, included the country of Mexico, and it's really some of the elite-level talent of the game of softball. And a lot of these kids you'll see on TV, you know, at the College World Series coming up in June, you'll, you know, they see them playing the SEC, Big 12, Pac-12. And so, but what we did is uh, we, we partnered with, there's three pillars of, uh, of our overall USSSA National Fast Pitch Program. That includes competition, that includes education, and, and includes community. And our community partner um, was this, this little girl named, named Emma. And Emma, um, I knew through... Uh, our state director in Indiana, and he had told me about this, this young lady that had really captured his heart on a girl, a gal that, you know, she's a little girl fighting cancer, and while she was fighting cancer and she was inside these hospitals day in and day out, um, she told her parents that I want to be able to leave something behind when I get done fighting this terrible disease because the time here is brutal. I don't have, a, I, and I love to do art. I love to do crafts. I love to do arts. And so she would find her time six to eight hours a day doing arts. But when you go and ask the hospital, a lot they wouldn't actually have art carts or whatever. So she truly went out and um, founded Emma's art cart as as a little girl at the age of 12, 13 years old that was actually wow. fighting cancer herself. And it was actually um, Mrs. Pence, Vice President, uh, Vice President Pence's wife, that got a hold of the story, actually went to the hospital, actually endorsed her, got behind it, and she's won Jefferson's Awards and everything else, has went traveled to Washington, D.C., and spent time with the, the Pence's and stuff here recently. We had her come out, um, and she was at the age of 15, still fighting this terrible disease. Um, and we really challenged our coaches. We had 500 coaches in a coaches meeting, and that became our – that became our, our charity, I guess, for that, for that particular mm -hmm. week. We raised over $20,000 from coaches and parents that gave money. We received, I cannot tell you, the amount of art uh, supplies. And so we actually were able to partner with Children's Mercy here in Kansas City and start Emma's Art Cart here in Kansas City through children, at Children's Mercy Hospital. Um, and her goal is to eventually in every children's hospital is to have an Emma's Art Cart across this entire country. So uh, incredible experience. Emma was here. Um, <laughs> Uh, she touched everyone's heart when she was here. She she grabbed the stage in front of those 500 coaches. Uh, as fragile she was and as small as she was, obviously stunned her growth. She was able to stand up there and uh, speak truth um, and be able to speak to I think how you can still make an impact um, going through the, all the adversities she was going through. Yeah, what a wonderful thing for you to be able to help her with that legacy. You talked about starting during the recession. The first three or four years was really just hanging on and and taking that ride as the company. Uh, figured out what it was about and how it grew. And as you came out of that, what what had you learned and what did you do going forward that differentiated you and that you could really point to was responsible for the, the success that you have had uh, in the last six or seven years? Sure. Well, number one, I believe life's about relationships. And so I think that a lot of what we try to 
develop with these coaches, these parents, your officials, you know, our, our team, right, that we go to, we go to come to community every week with is, is about relationships. And so we, we really try to establish that. I feel like we've, we've done that really well um, here in this community. We also try to communicate very effectively. So I think that between communication and relationships that was built in small business um, has led us to, you know, a, a booming, thriving business. What we did not do well um, was we didn't surround ourselves in small business. You're going into business, right? And you got, you know, three founding members and, and you're, you're growing your team is we didn't surround ourselves with the professional team. And if I had to do it all again, I would have had the, you know, as a small business, I would have had the professional CPA and the uh, mm. professional legal team and, and, you know, your professional consultants that would have come alongside. And it looks like, you know, a line item that your small business can't afford. But actually, it was during those times that we that we did go out because of some just struggles, you know, trying to figure out which way we go. You know, let's, let's hire the professionals, let's hire people that do this for a living. And when we did that, we not only rooted our, our organization, I think, at, a, at the best place it's ever been, we're actually now are, are thriving and growing daily because of the foundation that was laid by these professionals. So I think the biggest thing that I learned in, in business and especially small business is to, in, is to invest in the foundation of your organization. Um, it's just had great return for us and uh, makes you sleep real well at night knowing that you got a team around you. Absolutely. And especially in, in the industry that you're in, uh, like you say, you are on the road, you are at events, and trying to keep track of some of the details of actually operating and, and the administrative side of the the business to keep it functioning, shoot, those can get lost in those, in, in those you know, tournaments, and it, it would be very difficult, I would think, in the position that you're in to keep track of all that. So, but it's wise advice for anybody. Now, talk to us about the Hawaiian hit fist. Hit, that's hard to say. The Hawaiian hit fist. I'm going to let you say it. <laughs> Talk yeah, to us uh, about that and, and how, how you're involved in that. Sure. So the Hawaiian hit fest um, and Monster Bash um, were two events that were founded when I was volunteering at Basers. Actually, 2002, what I saw at the time back in 01 was, you know, these were smaller events that quite honestly is, and I played the game competitively and, and um, you know, obviously, in, you know, when I played it, there was not near the opportunities that exist today. But what I noticed uh, is that a lot of times that there was a lot of kids having fun, but a lot of times the fun was a byproduct of the W. In other words, if they, if they won the game, then, you know, parents were happy, coaches were happy, kids were happy. And, and the truth is, is that, you know, there's going to be just as many losses in a tournament as there are wins, right? And so yeah. what can we do for a weekend or two just to create an environment um, that's fun, right? That just – that it doesn't matter if it's win, lose. Um, for the, and I get it. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a trophy heir. Everyone deserves a trophy type of person. I do believe there's valuable things that you can teach through losses and adversity. But there are times, I think, to keep, keep, keep kids just – loving what they do, because if they don't love it, this at the age of 10, 11 years old, they're not going to continue to do it, right? And if they're only doing it for the parents, it's, it's, going, to be a, it's going to be a short-term journey. So we created these two events where, um, you know, I was dressed up in costume, umpires are dressed up in costume, we do dugout decorating contests, we do spirit contests, we'd have, you know, uh, all kinds of extra food, vendors, we'd have, you know, fun service blow-up uh, type of stuff there for kids to play on. I mean, it was just became in our first, I remember for our first year in 2002, we had 18 teams in the Hawaiian Hit Fest. I think we had 21 teams in the Monster Bash. And we'd decorate the park, and it would be, you know, for the Monster Bash, it's all, you know, haunted parks and stuff like that. And that was in 2002. 
And, you know, time you buy all the decorations and do everything that you did. I remember those first two line items, that, you know, in those two particular events lost their tail, right? And I'm like, oh, these might have been bad ideas because you got to invest into the in, into all the extra decorations and stuff. And mm-hmm. little by little, you know, 18 turned into 24, 24 turned into 36. And now in 2017, um, we actually had one baseball tournament, the Hawaiian Hit Fest, that was 754 teams for just oh, one event, goodness. which is the war, world's largest baseball tournament um, for one event. We had a, the Monster Bash in the fall, which people say, you know, not as many kids or boys play baseball in the fall because they're playing football and other sports. And But we had 550 teams play the Monster Bash in baseball. Our girls' side for fast pitch, it is, so we ended up having over 2,000 teams now between Hawaiian Hit Fest and Monster Bash. Um, and now that play that we put on about three or four of those events, um, different levels of play in different cities here in the Midwest. So we went from, you know, 34 teams in year one to over 2,000 teams now in 2017, 15 years later. Um, and it's just the kind of kind of a, if you play baseball or softball, most of the teams competitively are going to try to attend a Monster Bash and base, uh, Hawaiian Hit Fest. And for the most part, yeah, you're going to go out there, you're going to try to win. I get that, give your best. But hopefully it's a weekend that families can walk away and go, that was just different. That was fun. That was something that we don't get to experience week in and week out. And I think it's some coaches probably like, oh, in the old school, I'm that guy too kind of sometimes, you know, I'll go out there and I'm not dressing up. But the ones that do get into it, I think it actually I've heard the biggest compliment I heard was a couple coaches last year said this, these, these, this event actually brings our team together to the next level. For the, it really defines what team's all about. So it's yeah. been fun, and it's become a yeah. couple of brands that, um, that, that's fun to put on. Yeah, it sounds like it's just incredible. And you, you keep talking about how it's grown from the first year to, you know, the, the next year, and then all of a sudden it blew up, and um, there was 754 teams, and then the uh, the Monster Mash had um, so many as well, incredible growth. Do you attribute that to – a more interest in youth sports in general. Obviously, you're doing a lot of things right as a company. Uh, I, I get that, and you're bringing these people together and providing a, uh, an outlet and a place for them. Uh, but at the same time, is there uh, has that continued since the recession? This is this interest in uh, kids' sports. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I, in, but I would also say it's it's. It's all there's so many different types of sports out there, right? There's, um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's drone racing, and there's, I mean, there's so many different activities for kids to get involved in. So you actually have seen a decline in certain sports. Actually, there was only a report that just was published. There was only five sports that actually grew in 2017. Girls' fast pitch was actually one of them, about a 2.6 percent mm-hmm. growth. With that said, though, the number of people that's involved in activities um, is definitely. Um, at a high level, right? If you've got, you're going to get your kids involved in something. What we're finding is it's transitioning from a tournament or an event to an experience. These kids uh-huh. nowadays want to want to be a part of an experience. So what? It's not just going out there and playing the game of baseball and 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 hitting the ball and yeah yeah that's part of it. But what is the experience they're going to get while they're there? You know, is, is mm-hmm. it is there you know gaming on the side and side competitions and barbecue contests for the parents like. What is it that's going to create this experience for these families? Because I believe that, and it's only going to continue to go this way. A lot of studies are out there, and we, we pride ourselves in trying to keep up with a lot of this, that um, it's going from just playing the game to what type of an experience can these mm-hmm. kids have while they're, while they're on site. 
Yeah, and not just the kids. Like I said, the whole family barbecue contest for the the parents, exactly. and uh, you know, no. I, I remember when I played suburban, South Suburban softball myself. You know, you'd go out there and sit on these blankets and and watched all the different games, and uh, you either played or you were watching. <laughs> and yes. and yes. now it is so much there. Even when you go out to you know the major leagues, uh, there's so many other things to do besides sit in your seat that you bought the ticket. For. I mean, you're right. You know, there's a whole experience economy, and you're you've tapped right into that. As part of that, too, you have started an all sports media awards, and you hosted it the inaugural one uh, just this year. Is that right? In the 2017 season. We we did we did so. Um, all sports is kind of a, a another company that we founded um, with another individual here on the baseball side uh, um, in Kansas City to create a media buzz around our events. So you, the vision behind that was in 2015 was you you come to these events and you know kids are out there. We have sideline reporters. They're getting interviewed. We're you know we're catching highlights of games. Yeah, you see it in major leagues. You see it in college, but. You don't see it in travel ball, right? And so how do we begin to create that experience for these kids, the red carpet, the, the, the backdrop, so when they come in and get their pictures taken? And, and so we, we, we hired a, a young reporter out of college, and, and we're just kind of envision, hey, there's really not a blueprint for this. There's nobody else really doing it in, in travel ball or in new sports. So we're going to try to create – we're going to try to start it. We're going to spark it. So from that, in 16, we started a company called All Sports which Media, which was the idea was – we don't need to just cover baseball and softball. We can cover soccer mm-hmm. events in town. We can soccer cover basketball events. We can cover anything you want us to cover to create that extra, um, you know, um, atmosphere for, for these other events that are out there. And so in 2017, this year, actually December, at the Uptown Theater in, in downtown Kansas City, we hosted our inaugural all sports media award show um, uh, focused on USSA baseball and fast pitch. And so we had, you know, we had the community award, team team of the year award. We had the athlete of the year award, the coach of the year award for each sport, fast pitch and baseball. And uh, the vision behind it was, yes, we can do an award show in a in a you know a cafeteria at a school and and you know call them up and give them a plaque, or we can actually do what we want. We want to roll out the Emmys. We want to roll out the Grammys. Yeah. We want to do the CMAs, yeah. right? We want to do a red carpet event. That these, once again, that these kids come to. So Uptown was a great host, a great place to do this. Um, we believe it's only going to grow. The feedback that we've gotten to see all these kids and, and parents and coaches dressed up, don't recognize half of them, and, and dialed up and, I mean, getting their pictures taken, the awards, Jeff Montgomery and Rex Hudler were, um, you know, in-seated and, and were there speaking on behalf of it, led the whole show. You know, it, it was incredible. For a first-year event, uh, the feedback we got – um, it's, we're, we can't wait for 18. There's a, we're already in the planning for that. And once again, just something different when you do play with us and play USSA and you're in travel ball, softball and baseball, just something to get back to these kids for their hard work and efforts um, to keep them hopefully invested in the game and, and, and playing the game they love. Yeah, how fun. And it sounds like a, a great uh, experience in so many different ways. Where do you go from here? Right. So um, recently, the um, the other two, in 2015, Tom Shirley retired, and, and recently here at 17, Doug uh, Morrison retired. And so, um, you know, at this point, um, we're excited about the next 10 years. It's kind of a new start just because, you, you know, you kind of lost two founding members. As, you know, that's two guys that a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into. But, you know, if it wasn't for their hard work and where we're, you know, we wouldn't be where we're at today. And so I, I think for us at this point um, is – it's just to kind of get back to some of the basics, to be honest with you. I think sometimes when you grow the business, 
Um, you know, so for me, it's been a focus on I'm out of the day-to-day operations a lot here at the, at, at the company um, and really get back into um, unique experiences that we can provide these kids at the next level. I think this is only going to be ongoing, right? I mean, from building, you know, apps, and I'm, I'm on Monster Bash and Hawaiian Hit Fest. When you come in, we're doing scavenger hunts on your phone and trying to find different stuff because things are different than when you started in 2002. You know, you you, you just had some blow-up stuff. Well, these kids now are on their phones all the time. And so what yeah. can we do to kind of keep these, these events sustainable, right, and keep your organization relevant? Um, and if it's not with us, it may be with a different sport if we're not doing our job right. Because I think these kids are always going to be involved in some sort of activities. Parents are getting there. I think there's a lot of health in that if it's mm-hmm. done properly. And so families and parents are definitely uh, encouraging their kids to find something that they love, what, what their niche is. So for us, it's um, we see a lot of growth opportunities, too, not just here in Kansas City, but quite honestly across this Midwest. And uh, we've built the foundation, we feel. We've got a great team that, that represents the heart and the culture of MSP and MSP Love, and, and at this time, we kind of call it the MSP 2.0, right? And um, exactly. rolling, out a new, rolling out a new mission statement, some new core values, and, and uh, excited about the next 10 years and, and where this is going to take us. Well, you've done a lot of things right in the first 10 years, and I know you've learned from a lot of, of uh, missteps that you've made too, but you've, you've come out all the better for it. And, again, we are so happy to have you as part of our 25 under 25 class of 2018. Look forward to celebrating with you on February the 24th at the, the gala there. And uh, if anybody would like to get in touch with you, to talk with you, find out more about what you do, how would they do that? Sure. You can you can call our office at 913 913- Five four three six one one six, or you can email me directly at Jeremy J E R E M Y at play P L A Y M S P like Mike Sam Paul dot com. <laughs> okay, and, uh, Jeremy at yeah, Jeremy at playmsp dot com, and that's your website too, right? Uh, playmsp dot com. People can go out there and learn more yes. about uh, what you're up to and your different programs and so forth. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. It's been a pleasure talking with you today, and uh, we really appreciate your time sharing your story and your hopes for the future. Kelly, I appreciate you having me on today. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.